my sister friends and my aka g code g class goddesses welcome to another episode of the g code podcast featuring yours truly g class both with k's i know it's been a while as always but you know how life gets in the way so i had to come back and talk to you all before we get to the new year I always try to end up the new year and wrap it up and try to keep you positive and give you some tools to use before you get to the new year. Now, I recently was listening to a podcast myself that I listened to, um, Black Girls Therapy, and she was mentioning that she makes a list of 25 things, I guess, about herself. And it made me think about this episode today that... We should make this episode a list of things that we like or love about ourselves. And instead of 25 things, I said, let's do some real self-reflection and inventory. So I made the list and I cut it in half. I made it 10 things that I love about myself and 10 things that I am a work in progress. And I say work in progress because it's not bad things. It's just things that I need to work on personally to make me the best person I can be. And I thought about you all. As we go into this last month, before we do get into 2023, I think it is important that we do reflect, take a step back, and take some self-inventory. I know me, it's been hard to reflect because... You know, as you get older, you do look back on your life and you realize that you may had a lot of ways or you may have dealt with issues and situations that weren't healthy for you or other people. I say that because as we grow, we learn a lot of dysfunction. We learn a lot of toxicity. And so we have to retrain ourselves and try to train our children to do better. That's what I that's what I would think. So it's not easy. Every day is a challenge. It's just like anything as far as being an old, you know, drug user or alcoholic and you're, you know, you're, you're changed, you're clean. It's not, it's not easy. Every day you have to take it one day at a time. So I do feel for the things in progress, it's one day at a time for me. And sometimes you want to go back to what you know, because that's how you've been programmed. But you have to want better and more for yourself. So I felt that this was the perfect time for me to do this list. It's not just for you all, it's for me. As I tell you all the time, this podcast is not just for you all, it's therapy for me as well. And I hope, as I say all the time again, that I can touch one person. It, I, of course, I would like to touch more than one, but if anything resonates with you and helps you, that's my job. My job is done. Well done. So I'm going to call this episode 10 for 10. So of course, I want to start with the good stuff, the stuff I love about myself. I mean, why wouldn't you want to? So the first thing that I came, none of this is in order. First of all, let's, let's get this right. None of this stuff is in order. It's all depending upon uh, what was on my mind. And I actually wrote everything down on a piece of paper with pen because nowadays of course the kids aren't even taught cursive i am a journaler i love to journal i had a diary when i was little i like to express myself through paper so i definitely chose 
to write this down on paper. And sometimes it's just way easier to see things in writing versus in your mind and just keeping all those thoughts inside and trying to organize them and articulate them. I'm a better person when I write things down. I feel that me doing that, I have accomplished way more goals than ever because I write things down and check them off as I go. I mean, I have to do that even for a grocery list because you have so many things on your mind. You can't remember everything you need from the grocery store. I mean, let me tell you, yesterday I went to the store and I did not write a list and I forgot like two things and I was pissed because my mind is everywhere and I'm just trying to get in and get out the store and I couldn't remember everything. And then when I got home, I'm like, oh, I forgot this. I forgot that. So it's important, especially when you get older. It seems as though you have more things clouding your brain and more other things that's not more important, but just things that's important that you cannot remember the little things like where you left your keys. So it's important to the, the journal. I think that a lot of, of you all should try it if you don't. Just journaling will help you. It's it's a great way to release. You know, it's like a release for me. When I journal or when I write down, I have so many books. I have my motivational books. I also have the journals that I write in. I have the goal sheets that I have. It's just so many different books I go through. But I love them because it helps me. And I love to reflect too when I look back at myself in my younger years and reading the things I was thinking about, you know, it's not like back then it was cameras and social media. You can go back to posts. I mean, you can probably for the last 10 years, but before that you didn't have anything but letters. So, or journaling or paper, you know? So I like to take it old school sometime. So I wrote down my 10 things that I love about myself. And the first one I'm going to go with, and as I said, not in no particular order is that I'm genuine. And I say that I'm genuine and I mean that because it doesn't matter when you when you met me, when you know me, how you know me, I've been the same. I don't change. If I was like I was when you met me, I'm still that same person as far as how I am in interacting with you. I am still me. I'm still going to speak. I'm still going to smile. I'm still going to be happy. I try to bring good energy. I cannot fake the funk. And that's just what it is. So I would say that I am the same OG. I am genuine. Number two, motivational. I say I'm motivational because I try my best to give everybody a, a good word, especially when they're having a hard time or going through a struggle or with a conflict, I am always trying to have them look at the glass as half full instead of half empty. So with that said, I feel that I am very motivational. And some people say I should be a life coach. Honestly, I'm not tooting my own horn either. I've heard this multiple times. And maybe one day I will continue on with my next you know, career path. And maybe I would be one. I don't know. I don't know what's in store for me. But I don't have a problem with that. I love helping others. And that's one thing that makes my heart full when I can make someone who's having a rough day have a better day. Number three, I'm empathetic. And I think that's why I'm so motivational. Because I don't know if it stems from my childhood, as I used to just always care and worry about everybody in my in my circle, like even my mom being the only child 
And my mom, just being a single mom, I always worried about her well-being. I always cared. And I would take on her stress and her worry and her pain. And I hate that to a point, but then I'm just like, it is who I am. And so I know I have to keep it where I have to have a boundary with that. But I am empathetic. I, If you hurt, I hurt. If you cry, I cry. It's sad, but it's good, you know, because I'm not being fake. I really really want the best for everybody and I hate to see people in pain and hurting I really do number four is more more fun because I know those were a little deep number four I actually have three words for this one but it's really one it's under one umbrella so I put that I'm unique stylish and creative and the reason why I said all of this really is being creative because I am a, anything that goes with decor anything that goes with uh fashion i'm i just i'm just a fashion i'm just a fashionista i must say it i get it honestly from my grandmother and my godmother those are my fashion icons i am just crazy about clothes i used to have magazines back to the paper i used to love little magazines since little i love vogue l mademoiselle uh ebony jet essence all of those magazines i still have bins of those old magazines in my attic today because i just love fashion i just love seeing how it comes together i love old vintage things i love new things i love putting them together and then i go through my time where i have to have certain things a lot of it in abundance and i know i get that from my grandmother i hate that but i do I got to have all shades if I'm in the shades. I need all colors. I need every kind. I got to have all types of shoes. I'm into a certain boot. I got to have them boots. I want all boots. If I like a certain type of shoe, I need all those shoes. I was had my phases with purses. I needed a certain type of purse. Now, right now, is glasses. I'm blind as a bat, unfortunately. This is what happens with older age. And now I got to have every every type of glasses, frames you can think of, I'm owning. I mean, my coworkers laugh because they say I have at least 100 pair of glasses. And it's just like, I cannot wear the same thing. I have to change it up. I'm on, I, just, I just am so creative as far as I love, I just love fashion. I couldn't tell you how much I love it on, on you know, without showing you. But I just love to be creative. I'm I I creative I feel it through my fashion sense so if I'm having a bad day I probably would wear something bright I would have to do something to make me happy I love colors my hair I don't wear the same hairstyle I have to change it up after a while it really is an expression of who I am and I think everybody knows that who knows me now at first I couldn't figure out my finding or my stepping on where I was in the fashion world as far as what it what style do I have but I really don't I have a fusion of styles and I love that about me and that goes to even with my decor for my home I love color I love putting things together like I can see something, I can see how it should be. It, it, I love creating it for other people. I love putting outfits together for others and helping them decorate their homes. And I just love it. So that's definitely one thing about me that I love. I love it because everybody does not have that eye or that gift. Number five, I am a loyal person. I guess that's my astrology sign. I am a cancer and we are one of the most loyal signs that they have. 
in the zodiacs i'm just loyal and again that could be by default because sometimes you're loyal to others who don't deserve it but we are very um we are very loyal to our family and friends all the people we love we hold close to we are very loyal so that's i definitely am loyal number six i'm tenacious i would say i have tenacity because of all the things that i've been through i still continue to see hope i still continue to thrive i still continue to strive so i am tenacious in that i don't look like what i've been through i continue to try to get to the next level even when i've been in dark places i mean i've been in some places where people would never believe i've been I mean, they say you don't look like what you've been through. I think I am a candidate for that. I have been through some things and I have overcame them. And so I just I just know that that's all because of my faith and all because of me seeing the other side and knowing that there's light at the end of the tunnel. So I, I love that about me. I love that I am tenacious. I love that I can move on and I can make it work for me even when times are rough. Number seven, I'm intuitive. And so my grandmother said that my great grandmother had the gift. And if you are black, you know what the gift mean. And so my mom inherited that gift as well. So when I was younger, she used to tell me stuff and it all came to pass. And I used to be like, oh my gosh, why is you telling me this? But she always knew, she always knew that something was going to be what it was. And I used to hate that. And now as I've gotten older and I've gotten more clarity in life and more balance, I'm starting to get the same gift. So now I tell my daughter stuff and they don't want to hear it. Sounds just like a repeat cycle, right? And I feel it. I can feel it. I know it's going to happen. And I hate that, but then I love it. So then I have to learn how to embrace it and use it properly. So I've been buying books and trying to read more into me. Like I have my chakra book. I am really into getting to know all of what I can do because the body and the mind is connected. And it's just amazing when you don't know. But when you do know, you know. And I know next before I know it, I have on my turban because I wear that anyway. With my mumu, with my with my uh, my magic ball, giving you tarot card readings and all of that. Probably before you know it, that may be another career. I don't know, but I just know that I do have that gift. So I'm not a witch, but yes, I'm intuitive. Number eight, I am sensitive. I love that. I love that I'm sensitive. I love that even in this harsh world we live in and all of the things that can go wrong and all of the bad things, I still have a heart. I still have a heart. I still am soft. But then I also hate the fact that I get so sensitive that I can get offended easily and I get frustrated or feel away or upset because of how maybe someone may approach me or say something to me. And it's not really what you say is how you say it to me. And so I just have to work on that. But then I love it also because, again, I am who I am. So it's kind of like, again, sensitive by default. So that's number eight. Number nine, I don't have this in any particular order again. But I must say, I think and I love that I am a mother. 
as I've gotten older now and I don't have any more children, I have three girls and I'm, you know, at the age where I shouldn't be having another one right now. I mean, kudos to who do. Don't get me wrong. Blessings come in any, at any time because God brings them in. But now that I know that I'm probably done, I look back and reflect and I'm like, okay, I didn't do so bad. And I just wanted to always be the mother that I always wanted. No offense to my mother because she did the best she could with what she knew. But I do think that I have definitely tried to be that mother that, you know, can be there for my children and they see my sacrifice, they see my growth and I'm okay with that. I'm not perfect and I like that they know that. I like that they know that and I like that we could talk about things and that I can get through them with them. I really just I just I'm just excited to know that whenever I leave this earth my legacy is strong and those are some good girls and that's what I want it to be about because at the end of the day that's what it's about is your legacy. I don't care how much money you have I don't care what your name or position is. When you leave this earth, your legacy is your children. And I just want them to always remember that I love them and that I am so proud and honored to be their mom. So I don't know about that 12 to 21 year old phase because I don't like them then. And I have girls, so I don't like them from 12 to 21. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> I really don't. But after we get over that part in the beginning of the other end, I just, I'm happy. I'm happy about, about, about my girls. I've realized now that I have a seven-year-old grandson, however, that boys are totally opposite, which I knew. But what I'm saying is I didn't know that boys were terrible all the way until about 12. Like boys are terrible. I mean, they will have you on the edge of your seat. They're breaking bones, tearing up your house, running through the house. They're like they're daredevils all day all night so I know I would have been on the edge that's why God knew what he gave me for a reason I'm a girl mom I remember sitting on the table and they told me when I was getting the ultrasound for my youngest that I was having another girl and I cried not the fact that I should have been grateful that she had everything her 10 fingers her 10 toes and everything was okay but the fact that I would have to deal with another little girl with an attitude problem. But I'm grateful and I realized that God gave me exactly what I needed. And they're all different girls. My oldest is my best friend. And my other two, they complain, oh, mom, that's your favorite. That's your favorite. And it's not that she's my favorite. It's just that she's the oldest and she understands more so now that she's a mother how important it is and we bonded over that I think once my middle daughter become a mom too then we'll be closer but she's just as goofy as me too so we have our time where we laugh and have a good time too but me and that oldest one we could sit there for hours just talking about celebrity gossip fashion music reality shows it's like we just are like in tune she's just pretty much the younger version of me and she is even better because she's way more motivated than I was and way more settled in what she wanted to do and what she wants to be. And I, I love that about her. She's tenacious too. And I see it. I see all the good in me go into my kids. And that makes me proud. 
but they're all different combos. And the thing is, when I was younger, I never thought of being a mom. I just knew that if I had children, I definitely did not want just one. I, I wanted to have a lot of children. And I ended up with three, and that's good. Because again, God gives you what you need. But I'm telling you, those kids, they are, they're something else. And they're the two that grew up together they're only six years apart and then I have such a big gap it's kind of hard but it keeps me keeps me young because I'm learning so much about them through what they're looking at and listening to and talking about so I have my youngest who is 10 years younger than my middle child and then she's 16 years younger than my oldest so go figure that but the two oldest ones are six years apart so they pretty much grew up together so they they have their stories and stuff and we'll laugh and then my youngest will be like oh why are you talking about that i wasn't even born yet she gets in her feelings but she's like my most outspoken daughter so that's the craziest part the baby is the most outspoken i tell you what i know she probably is gonna be a lawyer a judge or a da somewhere i'm telling you this one right here she is gonna fight for the power that be <laughs> she is gonna fight for the power you hear me so i am definitely gonna keep on pushing her down that road that she say she want to go down to be a lawyer because she is something else she is a defense attorney in the making and she is strong willed she's been like that since birth she came in here like that so i guess that's what it is but I love that. I love that she is that strong-willed, and I hope that we can keep that in a positive way for her to be all that she needs to be as well. But those girls, I love them to death, so I definitely love being their mom. And last but not least, now that I am a newlywed, although we've been together for eight years, we are officially still a newlywed based on our wedding date. I am happy and I love being a wife. And I say that because I know that in today's society, black marriages are not viewed upon in positive lights. And I love that I do have that. I, I am glad to say and happy to say I love being married and I love my husband. I don't know about the rest of them because it seems as though from a, a lot of the marriages that I've seen in the past, everybody hates each other, but they're just together. I don't ever want to be in that space. I love my husband. I still blush. He still makes me blush. We are uh, we are united. And the thing is that I am so independent that it has been a challenge for me to compromise. And I am okay with that because it's my husband. And so, you know, it's just great to balance it all and come together as a unit. I think that it's wonderful. I, I never really thought about marriage. I never thought about marriage or kids when I was little, which is really weird. I mean, I played with baby dolls here and there, but I was a Barbie girl. I liked Barbies. And he told me that he always knew he was going to be married and have children. So he already had that mindset from a child. And just to think about that, he knew what it was going to be. And it's crazy because I did not. And I've never really looked at marriage. I never thought about it. I never seen it really in my household. My mother was married later on in life when I was almost out the door. So I never really seen a healthy marriage except for my grandparents. And he passed away, my grandfather. But I just never really thought about marriage. So here I am, an older bride. And 
I love it. I don't I don't know if I would have been married earlier if it would have worked though, but I know that me being an older bride and more settled and just the fact that we are on the same wavelength. Like I could not date in today's society. It is terrible. And I don't know if it's the social media. Well, I'm going to say it is the social media that has part of this dating thing all messed up. But I couldn't be on Tinder, you know, when people half the time on those dates, either the guy wants sex from you only or he is not who he say he is. You getting catfished or he's just got 35 other women. I just couldn't do it. And I just I just feel bad for my daughters. I'm hoping and praying that this turns around soon for us black women because we got slim pickings. We already got half of our men in jail and prison the other half are homosexual and then we got what's left what's left out here the ones that do have you know something going on and look good on paper either they're narcissists or they have a whole harem of women so it's like where is the chivalry where is the where is the men that really want a good woman and really are fighting for a real positive relationship is really hard out here these women are letting these men do whatever they want and the women are accepting it so therefore the men are going in on it and they're having two three different women they fighting over each other and i say just move in together all of you buy a compound live in it share them a couple days a week and let your kids be raised together because that's pretty much what's going on so you might as well because all of this back in our day, you know, I'm sounding like my mother back in our day, but back in our day, if you was a cheater, like you was snubbed, you was, you was criticized, you was embarrassed to get caught. Like now it's like, I got a sneaky leak. I got a, I got a side chick. I got a side piece. It's nothing. It's okay. And the side pieces is all like, yes, I'm the side piece. I'm the side one. It's like, they're proud of it. So I don't get it. I just, I just don't. And I guess I won't. And so I'm glad that I have someone who was raised on the same foundations and principles as me. And don't get me wrong. We had Snoop Dogg and Hoes and Tricks was nothing. But you know all that stuff. We went through that phase. Rap music, all that stuff with all that. But at the end, you know, we, we still had the foundation. And I just think that this generation has nothing. So I hope that I can be that for my girls to know that they see black love, they want black love, and there is hopefully someone that's there in their life that's going to come along that's going to love them just like my husband loves me. I hope and pray for that. So I am happy to be married. I'm happy to be a wife, and I think I'm doing a pretty damn good job. I say myself, I pat myself on the back. I mean, I'm not perfect but I'm doing the best I can and I try to give it all of the 100% I can in my marriage you know and that's a lot about balancing making sure that you have time for yourself time for your husband doing things as a couple doing things as couples you know going out on dates double dating and just having a good time the reason why I think our marriage is doing so well too is because we are both so funny like I think I give a good I have a great sense of humor and so does he so I think laughter is really like part of the reason I would say I'm going to go with laughter is probably about 70% of our marriage that makes it work is the laughter because we are always laughing. We always cracking each other up. 
It's like, it's really like a comedy show. I'm very clumsy. I fall all the time. He loved to drill. He loved to drill me. Just like I'm saying about back to me being, you know, stylish and things like that. I love all of my extra clothes. Like, I am extra. I know I'm extra. Sometimes I have to pull it back. It's to the point where sometimes when we get dressed and we're going somewhere, I say, am I being extra? He says, yes. Sometimes I buy good and sometimes I pull it back some depending on where we're going. Because even for our wedding, like the theme was peacock. So I wanted to do something what with feathers because the peacock represents renewal resurrection rejuvenation new beginnings and so i said oh i'm gonna have feathers i'm gonna wear feathers on my dress i'm gonna do this and that with the feathers and i'm gonna have the diamonds and and after a while i started putting all these thoughts together and it was looking like i was about to be in a costume party or a quinceanera so i had to pull it back some because i can get extra and my husband he knows that and I don't think even on my wedding day, he would have minded that much because it was my wedding day. But I pulled it back a whole lot. I was very conservative on my wedding day. And I don't regret it, but I do feel like he tricked me because he always tell me I do too much. But then we both changed for the reception. And here he comes out with some Michael Jackson sparkly diamond shoes like he's Nick Cannon. But then I can't do nothing without him telling me I'm being extra. So I think he got me to calm down so him to turn up. He totally tricked me like he was the he was the big hurrah of the reception. Everybody like, ooh, ah, look at those shoes. And I'm like, here I am. I mean, I look good, don't get me wrong. But I'm trying to tone it down and you done turned up on me. How dare you? He talking about, well, it was our wedding day. I'm like, well, you didn't tell me because when I kept saying feathers and all that, you was looking at me crazy. So, you know, we even each other out. We even each other out, and I enjoy it. I enjoy the black love that I have. I am grateful that I am not young because I don't know how I would have been on social media. I mean, I'm thinking about all the things I've been through in life, and if I put that stuff on social media and you can go back and find it and look it up like they do for these stars, I don't know. I don't know. I would have been definitely in Facebook court. The Facebook jail, everything, they would have been took me off. So I'm glad that I did not have a phone to grab when I was going through a lot of stuff. So yes, those are my 10 things that I love about me. Now, we're going on to the next things that may need some therapy. I'm going into the 10 things that I am working on and that I am in the progress of working on. Number one self-doubt now i'm not gonna say specifically self-doubt i'm gonna say being fearful because a lot of things a lot of steps that i didn't take was because i was fearful i had fear i was scared and i don't know if it was because i was scared because i'm so used to other i'm scared of change maybe that's what it is i was scared of going and reaching my full potential and so a lot of my past decisions I have a little I have some regret on. So I have to learn how to let that go. And I guess that's where I'm at with that, letting go of my fears. I I I work on that. I work on that. I reflect on so many situations and I'm like, I should have known. I should have known. But it seems as though you get so wiser as you get older because you don't even think like this. Your mindset isn't even in the same. Like the things that I was going through or dealing with, I did not have to deal with. I do not deal with today. 
but somehow I guess just being young and inexperienced you just do so I am a work in progress with that and I think I'm doing a mighty fine job with that but I did put that down as the first thing and I guess that's just living with regrets so I would say the first thing that I am a work in progress is with learning to live with my regrets you know so that's number one but number two that number two though that number two though but that number two that procrastination oh my gosh i hate it about me i hate it i hate that i procrastinate when i tell you it's the worst thing it has went on and seeped into the dna of my children I hate that I procrastinate. I hate that I procrastinate. I hate that I'm late. I've been working on my lateness, believe me. But my daughters are the same exact way. And I hate that. I hate that. My oldest, she's always late. My second one, she always saying she gonna do something, but she don't. My middle child. And my third one, my baby, she always say she gonna do something. And then two minutes later, she moves on to the next thing and don't. So that procrastination thing, ooh, it's a work in progress. Lord knows. Keep me in prayer for the procrastination. Number three, building boundaries. That is a work in progress for me. Because again, as I said, I'm empathetic, I'm sensitive, I'm loyal. And sometimes I was letting, because sometimes I was letting people in and not letting them know where I had to stand and they were getting away doing things that shouldn't even have been but I was letting them do that I was giving myself too much and they and I wasn't getting it back and I don't give myself to expect anything but I hate that where they say oh you know they don't know how to love you or they don't know how to treat you if you're showing them what you like based on how you're treating them then they have to learn I don't want to accept everybody always, oh, you have to leave them where they're at. No, I'm not. I'm not leaving them anywhere. I'm going to leave them where they're at for sure alone because I have to make sure that my mental health is good. I can't keep extending myself to people and then in the end, they don't appreciate it. And that's nothing that that's nothing personal, but it has to be for me. I have to put myself first. So that alone has been something that I have been a work in progress with especially for people that are my family and friends because of course you care more about them than anybody and those are the ones that sometimes will push you to the limit and push boundaries that they shouldn't push so that's number that's number three for me number four is a deep one as well i'm a work in progress with my mother having a mother daughter positive relationship now i said to you as you heard that i am only child I was a latchkey kid. My mom was working all the time, two, three little jobs, trying to make it. Um, she had me as a teenager. You know, the main, the, the story goes on and on. I could do a whole podcast about that. And maybe one day I will. Maybe one day I'll actually have her on here. But it's a work in progress for me because I'm just trying to build with my mother a new type of way. And it's not easy because sometimes you know, we can both get triggered, me and her. I trigger her, I'm sure, and she triggers me. But I am definitely working on having a happy, positive mother-daughter relationship, especially even more so now that I see so many of my friends' parents dying. I mean, my, uh, my mom is still here. She's a cancer survivor. 
Not to mention, you know, my dad, both of my fathers, that's another podcast too. They're both passed on years ago and she's my only living parent. And I don't want to miss out on opportunities that, you know, we can have together and still share through this time. So I am working on that and it's a it's a work in progress. I have to really, really get myself in a good space and place with her. But we are working on it. And I love that she's making effort as well. So, yes, mother-daughter relationships. And I think that it's just hard when it's mother and daughters that can go the opposite way. Me and my daughter, we bumped heads. Like I said, I hated them. I not hate them. But I didn't like them from 12 to 21. So now I'm older and my mom is older. And I know we probably was a little, it was probably a little longer. I didn't, I was a late bloomer. So she probably didn't, she probably liked me at 12. She probably stopped liking me about 15. I stopped liking her about 15. And from there we stopped liking each other. So, and then we liked some, then we liked each other to about 25 to 35. And then we stopped liking each other again. So we have our bumps in a row. (laughs) But I am definitely making a conscious effort to try to work on it with her so that's number four number five one thing that I want to have it it work better at and have more of a better better way of doing things is organizing items like item organization I don't want to be like Kim Kardashian house like that's too much for me like that's like that's mental how everything is clean and white and neat I can't I can't do that But I have a lot of clothes and shoes and purses, as I just stated, and I need a real walk-in closet. And I've manifested that I just need a bigger house. I've come to the conclusion it doesn't matter nothing about what I organize, what I buy to organize the stuff in. I just need some more space. But I do want to get better with organizing and, I guess, letting go of some things, too, because I don't. I hold on to a lot of stuff, clothes. And I need to start, I need to really go through my stuff and really start getting rid of some things that I don't need. I could start donating some things and doing other things like that to get better organized because I know all of my stuff, my husband gets frustrated with me because I take over everything, the room, the closets, everything. So I would like to work better with getting organized. I mean, I got makeup everywhere, shoes, purses, hats. I, I got it all. I really, really just need an Ikea walk-in closet like these bloggers, podcasters, uh, and not podcasters, but bloggers and YouTubers and influencers. I really need that. Like, I really need that. And I think everything would be so much better. It really would. I could see everything. It would be great. So I'm going to manifest that I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get a bigger house with a bigger closet. And I'm going to make me an Ikea closet. That's what I'm going to do. Number six, making self-care time and navigating it and, and going through with it. I always try to set appointments to do something, whether it be my nails, mani-pedis, facials, massages. I'll make the appointment, but will I go? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And I really want to get on a, a, a regimen on at least every two weeks to do something for myself. And that needs to be away from home. Like I said, I need a facial, mani-pedi, something. And I really want to work on 
and I, I'm doing better than I used to, but I really still need to really focus in on doing that. My best friend, she does not play about her self-care, and I love that. I love it that she knows she has a standing appointment every Saturday to do something for herself, and she does not break it. It's like she says, if we try to make plans, I can't do it that time. That's my standing appointment for whatever situation or self-care thing she wants to do. I want to really get into that zone. I think that's wonderful. It's amazing. And we all need to do that. Even if it's just going to a coffee shop, having a cup of coffee, reading a book. Like, you have to do something for yourself. I tell you this all the time on this podcast. So, I really want to work on that. It's a work in progress, but I want to be really more adamant about it and making sure that I do that. And I, I know a lot of it is because I'm tired. I'm always tired. And that's why I always say, oh, I talk myself out of it. But it's so important. When you get there, it's just wonderful once you get there. It's just getting yourself there and motivated to go. So I really want to do that. I really want to work on that. Number seven is not taking things so personal. Back to that sensitivity thing. I want to work on not always taking things personal. I don't want it to be where people are walking on eggshells around me I would love for them to be honest and I'm working on my honesty as far as not hurting anybody's feelings because that's back to my empathy I don't like hurting people's feelings I really don't unless you piss unless you piss me off of course I'm gonna let you have it then because then I get nasty and I hate that too but I don't get nasty but they say I do so I'm gonna say if people say I get nasty then I get nasty I just go down dirty because you going, I'm not there. Just like Candy said, I'm not where Michelle at. You go high, you go low, I go high. I'm still not there. I can't go high. So I do want to work on not taking things so personal. When, you know, things are said to me, I need to be open and I need to listen. And I'm working on that. I think that I've been doing way better because I used to always be defensive. And that's where my husband said, you say that about my youngest. He's like, you just like her. You're always on the defense. So I've been working on that. And I I think I'm doing, uh, I think I'm doing a better job with that. Number eight, being bitter. Like, I hate that I'm bitter about people. Like, I'm still holding on. I got to learn how to let go, uh, you know, of people that I knew, you know, they're, they're no longer relevant in my life. But I'm still bitter because I'm like, why would you do me like that? Like, I feel away, And I've some most of them I've discussed it with. So it's not like I haven't had that conversation. But I hate the fact that I still hold on to that. And I don't know if it's being petty. Like, I don't know. I could be being petty. I told you, I am still mad about people who did not show up to my wedding. I'm like, how dare you? But it's been times I haven't shown up at people's wedding, too. And at the time, they were, you know, I was younger and didn't really know the etiquette because we're not really taught the etiquette like we should, I don't think. So I didn't know this, you know, say RSVP and then don't and don't send a gift. Like I should have sent gifts or I should have told them I wasn't coming because they're doing counts and things. So people did that to me and I was upset and I'm still upset. I am still upset, but I'm still like, I can't be because it's happened to me and I've done it to others. So I want to stop doing that. I want to stop being bitter about that. I really want to get over that because it's been almost two years now and I'm still in my mode about that. I guess the thing that bothers me the most is when they see me, they don't say anything. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, I couldn't make your wedding. 
like anything and for them not to say anything and act like everything is everything that's what pisses me off so i i don't want to be like that though it's over the day was wonderful with or without them and so i guess i really have to let that go i'm i hold on and i need to stop doing that especially about that type of stuff other things i'll let go of but that just particularly that still's been work it's been working me and nine putting others before myself that's just back to sacrificing like i'll go ahead and buy something like uh, say i'll have five items this is just an example i'll have five items and i have i'll have underwear up there and i know i need some like i know i'll put them back and then i'll go get something for someone else like that's what i'll do and i i gotta stop that not to be like it's not something that they needed but it's something that i needed that i let just go ahead because i just want to do something for someone else i gotta stop doing that and i've been working on it but it's still a work in progress I still got to get me underwear. I still need nice underwear. I work every day. I shouldn't have tattered underwear. So putting myself first is important. Back to the self-care, you know. I got to really put myself first. There's a couple things I want to do physically. Like I want my teeth done. I want to do things like, you know, still working on my weight. I'm still doing all of these things. So... I just gotta, I gotta keep continuing on my path and what works for me and what makes me happy. So that's number, that's number nine. And last but not least, uh, I guess I gotta work on my anxiety because I, I, I get anxious. I get anxious when things are going so well. I'm looking for something negative to happen, and that's crazy, right? Because I am the one that's always trying to tell people to be positive. I know, I know. It's crazy. That's why they say that therapists need therapy too. They say not only do therapists give therapy, but they get therapy from therapists. I understand that. I understand it so much because of this right here. I get anxious. I get anxious about everything. I am a worrier. I don't like that I worry about everything. And I just can't stop thinking about it. But I don't want it to be anything negative. But when things are going so well, I'm looking for the negative. So I am working on that. And I am realizing that God has what he has for me. And this is my happiness time. And enjoy it and breathe it. Because I read somewhere that we always are looking to get to the next level. Instead of enjoying the level that we're at. And I am trying to enjoy it and breathe it in. So I hope that you all are trying to do the same or will because you hear me. So I think this is my list of 20 things, 10 for 10. I hope that this helps you all. I hope that you can build off of some of the things I said and really reflect and look into yourself and see what you can do to be the best person that you can be. But I'm telling you, this was this was good I, and it didn't take me any time to write it down so I'm confident in what I'm saying it didn't take long at all so it may be maybe not 10 for 10 it could be you could have a list of 20 things you love about yourself and five things you want to work on it could be uh one thing you want to work on but just take the time out to reflect and see what you want to do to make yourself the best you can be as you go into the new year. And you don't have to start on January 1st. 
You start when you read, when you hear this and you read your list, you start. Because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to continue to start and work on these things. And hopefully next year, when I go back to this date and I can go back and reflect these 10 things that I'm in progress, maybe that list will shorten up. I don't know, but I hope and pray so. So I want to tell you all, I wish you well. I wish you happiness. Always remember, do whatever you want to do, but make sure you do it with class. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.